Section forty three of Flowers of Free Thought, first series. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Peter Yearsley. Flowers of Free Thought by George William Foote. Section forty three. Christ's Coat, number two. Jesus Christ is urgently required on earth again to settle the pious dispute between Treves and Argenté as to which possesses the real seamless coat that was taken from him at the crucifixion and raffled for by the Roman soldiers. No one but the second person of the Trinity, unless it be the first or third person of that three-headed monstrosity, is adequate to the settlement of this distracting quarrel. Even the papacy, which represents the Holy Trinity on earth, is at variance with itself. Pope Leo favours Treve, and the wicked pilgrims who visit that little old town are to obtain absolution, if they do not forget to pray for the extirpation of erroneous doctrines. Pope Pius, his predecessor, however, favoured Argenté. A portion of the holy coat, treasured in the church there, was sent to him, and in return for the precious gift, he forwarded a well-blessed and marvellously decorated wax taper, which is still on show in a fine state of preservation. When popes differ, ordinary people, like pious Christians and even the editors of free-thought journals, may be excused if they hesitate to commit themselves. One of these coats may be the true one, though the evidence is all against it being in fact of such a shaky nature that it would hardly suffice to substantiate a claim to a bunch of radishes. But both of them cannot be authentic, and the problem is, which is the very coat that Jesus wore? Now, it is obvious that no one, barring his two colleagues aforesaid, can possibly determine this question but himself. His reappearance on earth is therefore most desirable, nay it is absolutely necessary unless a lot of people who would fain bow before the cast-off clothes of their redeemer are either to stay at home in a state of dubiety or to incur the risk of kneeling before a mouldy old rag that perchance belonged to a moorish slave or a syrian water-carrier in any case to a dog of an infidel who spat at the very name of christ for such raiment was never worn by the worshippers of the Nazarene. If Christ is coming to decide this great and grave problem, he will have to make haste, for Argenté is already on the warpath. Its holy coat is being exhibited before that of Treves, and thousands of pilgrims are giving number two the preference. Presently the Treves relic will attract its thousands and the spectacle will be positively scandalous. Two Richmonds in the field were nothing to two Christ's coats, each pretending to be the real article, and each blessed by a Pope. For the sake of decency as well as truth, Christ should peremptorily interfere. It is difficult to see how he can refrain. The second advent may therefore be expected, before the date assigned, by Prophet Baxter and we shall probably soon hear the faithful singing, 
lo he comes in clouds descending why should he not come we may ask the catholics his mother has often appeared if we may believe the solemn affidavits of priests and bishops backed up by the holy see why should he not come we may also ask the protestants his second coming is an article of their faith it is plainly taught in the new testament and was recently propounded by mr spurgeon as part of the irreducible minimum of the christian faith that he will come then may be taken for granted and what better opportunity could be desired than the present surely the faithful all over europe ay and in america to say nothing of asia africa and australia will cry like one man come lord jesus quickly come tell us oh tell us which of these mouldy old rags did once grace thy holy shoulders save us oh save us from the pain the ignominy of adoring a dirty relic of some unknown sinner who perhaps blasphemed thy holy name lighten our darkness we beseech thee o lord meanwhile we may point out that if christ does not come and adjudicate between treves and argenté a multitude of christians will certainly go on a fool's errand our private opinion is that all will do so who visit either of these places nevertheless they will no doubt congratulate themselves if they go to treves on winning absolution the holy father at rome who has a supernatural dispensing power promises to wipe out the record of their sins liars cheats seducers adulterers and undetected assassins may take a trip perform genuflections before something in a glass case and return home with a clean record who can conceive an easier method of avoiding the consequences of wickedness as for the prayer which the pilgrims are to offer up for the extirpation of erroneous doctrines it will cost them very little effort for sinners who are washed clean with such delightful celerity are not likely to be in love with erroneous doctrines that declare the pope's dispensing power a sham and sternly tell men that the consequences of action whether good or bad are inevitable we very much doubt however if erroneous doctrines will disappear through the prayers of the pilgrims or the curses of the pope scepticism will probably gain by the spectacle of two rival coats of christ both exhibited at the same time both attracting crowds of devotees and both enjoying the papal blessing it will bring superstition into still further contempt and promote the rejection of a creed which has ever traded on ignorance and credulity end of section forty three